Spring matters of the heart in relationships. There is that one moment in life as a young person when the pangs of love grip you and your heart burns with love. At times you struggle with your relationship. You are vexed with what the future holds. What is the word of God to say concerning the matters of the heart in relationships? Join Reverend Nomatuturu on a weekly podcast as he shares practical lessons and a personal experience on love. Build a solid foundation for your love life according to the Word of God, which is our light and lamp. Let's dive right in. very warm welcome to you our dear listeners i believe that we we are all well and our relationships are are moving forward and our relationships are stable and we are enjoying the time of courtship for those of us who are married i hope our marriages are super despite you know the ups and downs the responsibilities the huge responsibilities and the challenges that marriage come with Allow me to pray. Father, we thank you today. We bless your name. We bless your spirit of the living God. We thank you that as we come into your presence today, you way to teach us and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear beloveds, we continue with our teaching on Chronicles of Love as we look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We are on chapter, uh, chapter 13, we are on verse 4D. We looked at the chronicles of love. Love is patient, love is kind. And we then looked at love does not envy. Today we want to look at First Corinthians 13, verse 40. It says that love does not seek or insist on its own way. Love relationships and marriages can come to a stalemate because none of the parties is willing to give in. Do you know that at times it's so amazing when you listen to lovers, they'll tell you that we haven't set our date for Lobola or we haven't set our date for the marriage, uh, the wedding day, because we are not agreeing, you know, because the other part is pulling the other side, the other part is also pulling the other side. So you will notice that um, relationships and marriages can come to a stalemate you know, if it's in a, a marriage setup, you can have kids not going to school for the next term because uh, parents are not agreeing which school they should go. You know, it's it's amazing. It's a real thing. It's a something that happens that lovers or couples they want to have their way in the relationships, and that causes stagnancy. You know, at times when we do premarital counseling, we say, you know what? When you argue in a love relationship. When you argue in your marriage, the motive or the intention should not be to be to win. When you argue with your spouse or your lover, 
you should not have intentions of being number one or winning the argument. There's no prize for that. I've always talked to lovers and told them that, you know what, at times it's just good to yield to one another, to yield to be, to, to, to accommodate and yield to each other. So we, the, the Bible there says in First Corinthians 13, 4D, it says that love does not seek on or insist on its own way. Love does not seek or insist on its own way. You know, there are many uh, places or manifestations of love seeking its own way. For instance, in decision-making, you we said that, you know, lovers and couples, you see that one partner always wants an upper hand in, in decision-making. If it's a, a, a woman in the home, she'd want to win on a, you know, on, on an argument of saying, where do we go for holiday? Or do we go for holiday or we should not, you know? And uh, we see this in decision-making mostly that people allow love to seek its own way. Couples, lovers, they allow love to seek its own way. And that's having an attitude of wanting to be number one. You know, I remember my husband always says that when he grew up while he was still at primary school, he would always want to be number one. But when he says that when I got into ministry, I noticed that in ministry you can't be number one. When you got into marriage, in marriage you can't be number one. So it's very important that when we do, we make decisions, we, we, we talk and discuss and communicate on issues that affect our relationship, issues that affect our marriage. Let's not have an intention to be number one you know a relationship is not a football match that one wants to win at any cost surely you know dear listeners a relationship is not a football match or a rugby match or a cricket match that one always wants to win and carry the cup home that on its own shows that love is insisting on its own way where one is not willing to come down is not willing to yield is not willing to to give in to uh, a decision made by their partner or spouse secondly we see love uh, seeking its own way when it comes to decisions to do with places to stay. Do you know that at times lovers, when they're in love relationships, they can agree to say, when we wait, we have to stay at a middle class uh, place or a, a, you know, a low, low density place and people can fight on on those uh, grounds. You know, the people can fight over the schools where children should go for their secondary school and women, men at times would want to insist on their own way, not wanting to hear the side of the other partner. I spoke about going for holiday. People fight, you know, they fight over why should we go to Nyanga for holiday? Why should we go to the falls? I want to go to Matopos Hills for holiday. They fight over those things, lovers, you know, and at times they can fight over should we or should we not help this relative of ours who is in need of finances they can you know that decision can be at stalemate because one person is seeking their own in a love 
relationship. So in the times for lovers as they prepare for their wedding day, some people fight a lot over the venue ladies would want to have their way. They can fight over. Nowadays we've got uh, restricted numbers in terms of gatherings and you can have uh, lovers fighting over I want uh, 500 people, I want 200 people. Let's limit to the stipulated uh, target or number that the government has given us. So lovers can fight over, you know, those uh, petty small things. Also, they can fight over the type of food that will be eaten on the wedding day. This is love seeking its own, where you find that people, when they come to a stalemate, no one is willing to budge in. No one is willing to budge in. You know, whenever someone feels like they've given in or bad in, they feel cheated, they feel abused, they feel, you know, they don't deserve and the like. So people can always want to have an upper end. They want to carry the trophy home, like I said. But it's very important as we talk about love does not seek on its own, that we yield ourselves to each other, that we love each other, that we get to each other and allow ourselves to minister to each other. Love does not seek on its own. Paul here was communicating the same idea that he communicates in Romans 12.10. He says that in honor, giving preference to one another. So you see that the word of God encourages us that you know what, when you see that you can't make a decision, you are coming to a stalemate, one of you at least must practice the word of God. It says in honor, giving preference to one another. Give preference to your beloved. Give preference to your spouse. It's important. Also, when you read in Philippians 2.4, it carries the same thought. Let each of you look out not only of his own interests. This is a powerful scripture, but also for the interests of others, you know. This is a very powerful scripture. Let not all of us look on our own interests. You will notice that at times, love relationships, marriages, they break because people look at their personal interests. They don't care about the next person. They don't care about their lover. They just say, you know what? I, I just want to be happy myself. So you see that manifestation that, you know what? We need to honor and give preference to one another. In Philippians 4, Two voices carries the same thought. Let each of you look at out only, not only for his own interest. You see that the word of God says we must not look only in our own interest, but also for the interests of others. This is being like Jesus in a most basic way, being an other-centered person instead of a self-centered person. So, our dear listeners, may I say that there is no need for you to be a self-centered person in a love relationship. Otherwise, that thing. Will not work. There's no need also to be self-centered when it comes to a marriage. Otherwise, you start to be frustrated. You start to be, you know, it agitated and the like. So it's very important that our dear listeners, as you listen, love does not seek on its own way. Check yourself in your relationship. Are you always the one taking the trophy home? Are you always the one who is winning? Does your lover, your spouse always say, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, because they are afraid of how you will react when you are opposed. Love does not seek its own interests, but the interests of others. So love is never satisfied, but in the welfare, comfort, and salvation of all. That man is no Christian who is solicitous for his own happiness 
alone and cares for how the world goes so that he himself is comfortable. I want to emphasize this that you know what? Love is not satisfied, no, but in the welfare, comfort and salvation of all. So when we say love does not insist on its own, we are saying love does not push, love does not push to have, love does not push to, 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 to be to have the upper hand. Love does not push to be number one, but love negates and yields itself to the other partner. I believe that we have been helped and as we run our relationships, we'll be able to work out and control. We'll be able to, uh, you know, to, 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 to work out these things and be helped in our relationships. Perhaps you have heard me talk about love, not insisting on its own way. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you realizing Ramitina, forgive me and wash me with your precious blood. I welcome you into my life today. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Wow, dear beloved, let's meet again next week as we delve and unpack the chronicles of love from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4. God bless you. Thank you for listening.